Yo, yo, yo! Jesse Pinkman in the house! Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman! Greetings. Welcome to a show that uh, we hope maybe just dumb enough to meet current standards in our culture. At least that's our hope. If it is proven that uh, we are, in fact, not meeting said standards, we sincerely apologize and pledge we will strive to eventually meet and exceed the dumbness level required to satisfy the masses. Too late, you know? Now, uh, some may say, gosh, that sounds like a dumb thing to say. And in response, I cannot argue with that position. Please say hello to my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. But I have always thought our show was dumb enough for America. Maybe not for some of those snooty countries where they go to art galleries and museums all the time, but certainly dumb enough for most every other country we reach through this show. In fact, I've always prided myself on this fact. Well, I agree, but since I've started reading a newspaper like once or twice a week, I now think that we may have overestimated how we stack up these days. You know, when we started doing our cable TV show many, many years ago, we clearly met or exceeded the dumbness threshold. Absolutely. But now... The bar's been raised, and we just have not responded. I, I guess time has just passed us by. I mean, Come things, on, you can things, do it. Things got dumber, and we couldn't keep pace. Maybe we should apologize? Maybe, but this happened so gradually, I just didn't see it coming. Wow. The bottom line is we lost focus, huh. and pretty soon, you know, before we know it, we could be like approaching middle brow on our way to maybe high brow, and you know what that will mean. Oh, no, 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 don't talk like that, but I think you may be overreacting a bit. Well, that's possible, but but I think a big part of this falls on you. What? Yes, you. Aww. In the past, our audience could always count on you to you know go for the lowest common denominator, say the most stupid thing that would make them feel superior, which is, of course, pure gold in our business. Thank you. Well, frankly, though, you, you've kind of let your game slip. I have. You know, as our competitors in the media, I mean, turn on the tube, guys like Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade, they've taken their efforts to a new level. And while we've been basically stuck in neutral with just, like, sort of dumbness, and that's going to kill any show these days. Well, I may not have been able to keep up with the appetite for full-on dumbness in the right. world, but I think I haven't done that bad. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said Sarah Palin was prettier than Heidi Klum? Yes, but Dumb. she's sort of, you know, sexy with that, you know, librarian S&M kind of thing she has. Uh, but, you know, that level of dumbness won't cut it these days. Uh. You would have needed to take in that statement a lot further. Mm. Like maybe Sarah Palin is really smart or something and she'd be like an ambassador or chairman uh. of a Ways and Means Committee. Uh, okay, okay, I think I got it. Think bigger, right? Expand the limits of my imagination. Yes, eliminate the filter. Mm. As that's the kiss of death in today's media. You know the reason no one's heard of this show? 
We have never said anything that has caught a virus and spread everywhere on that World Wide Web thing. Okay, okay, I, I get it. If we want to be noticed, we have to say something really disgusting. That is messed up, yo. Or yeah. downright ignorant. Yeah. Duh. Boy, we might, we might not like ourselves very much after this. Right now, I think I need to take a shower. I feel so slimy. Hey, showers are a small price to pay, okay? Right now, it's time for some That's music, though. Let's check out a band from Seattle, uh... The presidents of the United States of America, who performed on our show in like, 19, I think it was 94. Uh, this wasn't one of the songs they did, but I just like it. It's a sort of cover of the, uh, the great MC5 song, Kick MC5. Out the Jams. Here it is. Uh, hey, uh, okay. uh, we got our first guest waiting on the line yeah, now, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, I'm, but I'm kind of starving, so well, can you like run to Safeway and get me a bag of Funyuns uh, and a Gatorade? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, make it grape. Okay, but don't start uh, the interview until no, I get well, back. Well, look, it's only a couple blocks okay, away, yeah, okay. and instead of jogging this time, you, you can use my car. Here, Okay, I'll, I'll, Okay, thanks. I'll be, I'll be right be back. Be back before the musical guest is done, okay? okay? Just, wait, wait, wait till I... Here's like two bucks, and I'm going to pay you back later for the rest if I owe you any more. I should do it, though. Don't you think? Okay. Two okay. bucks? Can, can All right, super. Can I get some Mike Get you later. Get going. Move it. All right, please give a warm welcome to actress and comedian Mary Lynn Ricecub. Uh You're about ready to go on stage right at the Westside Parlor Live Comedy Club in Seattle. Is that correct? Hi, yeah. I can't wait. Super. Um, I love Seattle. You know, I used to do the... Uh Bumber shoot festival years oh, yeah. ago. I haven't done it in a while. Oh yeah, it's still rolling. And uh, yeah, I'm it's still rolling. Yeah, I used to do comedy at that, and Seattle was always like really great. Um, you know, great audiences, great time, great shows. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, super. Well, so um, 
You know, this is just a tip. Um, I, I sure hope they stock the dressing room with sufficient snacks and beverages because you never know what's in the hotel mini bar. So I'd highly recommend that you maybe think about packing up some of the free stuff before you head back to the hotel. Just, <laughs> just a thought. Hey, thanks for that. Yeah, all right, super. <laughs> I like I like that you appreciate a good snack. I do. I love to sneak a snack. Okay. Um, <laughs> a little background, if I may, for the uninformed uh, listeners uh, who are tuned in right now. Marilyn, you're an accomplished actress, but your comedy street cred is about as legit as it gets. Uh, let me toss this stuff out from a season on Mr. Show to being in 18 freaking episodes of one of the top two or three TV programs of all time. Yes, Larry Sanders. I mean, I could go on as you've been. You kind of ran the table on all the coolest comedy shows have ever aired. Like, also, let me throw this out. Flight of the Concords, The Simpsons, Arrested Development. And I think everybody gets the point here. And I'm not known to be one to kiss the ass of my guests, but you have a body of work that's kind of stunning. So a tip of the cap to you. Hey, thank you. You know what? I do have legit, legit cred, and I forget that sometimes. I look at my own credits. I have to say, uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, I've been able to do a lot of uh, really cool stuff over yes, the years. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So, um, moving on to another part of your career, um, in, in the dramatic role. So, your, your role on 24, Chloe O'Brien, you were an analyst, Jack Bauer's go-to co-worker, right? So, yes. Um, did the producers like get you in at the NSA or CIA to do your research for the show? Um, you know, I've done a little bit of research, but a lot of it is like my interpretation of what I would be like if I had that job. You know, it's like that's the research for me is to like get in the headspace of somebody that I imagine what that person would be like. Um, you, you seem so well-informed yeah. on intelligence analysis and are so comfortable around state-of-the-art weapons. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of really good acting right there on evidently, my part. Evidently, all right, that's kind of... Okay, um, hey, I, I really enjoyed your uh, character arc on Californication this season as Goldie, and I, I threw out character arc because, yeah, I Googled that. I, 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 think I, I think I understand what that means. Um, four episodes, correct? I think so. Yeah, it was the four or five or six, maybe four, okay, maybe five, something like that. All right. Um, we had Stephen. Did you, did you watch those? Oh, absolutely. I'm a hardcore fan. I've seen uh, every episode actually. But we had Stephen Tobolowsky on a few months ago, and he said it was a blast on the set. Uh, but here's my question: Did you ever like worry about David Duchovny's nonstop smoking? Because I mean, after seven seasons, he got at least be dealing with emphysema or something right now. You know what? I didn't even really notice it very much, it, and it was a blast. Like he himself is pretty funny and um, easygoing person, and that role for me just to be like well, there was that nighttime party scene where I got drunk and like mm-hmm. swung a vodka bottle and was like swearing at that dude, and um, that was so fun because usually night shoots you're like, oh, I'm tired, I want to go to bed, but I was like, I could do this all night long. Like this is super fun to be like so how, how many takes was the puke scene um that part was not so good i did not care for that yes at all um they co- I, I was like really we have to shoot the puke again and then like next episode they have me doing that again i was just like oh my god come on guys like this is disgusting but i guess you know that it's californication so right you gotta expect Something like that's going to happen. So what's the prop department provide? I'm just curious for puke scenes. What, is, what Oatmeal, what's the substance they give you? Oh, it's awful. Yeah, you nailed it. The, the, the more pleasant one is oatmeal and like, I don't even know. Not milk milk. I forgot what they use to make it look 
white. Maybe it's like almond milk or something. And mm-hmm. oh, it's so gross. And then there was like gross. a red wine puke that I had to have that was like cranberry juice based. I mean, it's just forced just to even hold it in your mouth and pretend like you're doing that. You don't want to do it. Like one time, you're like, oh, okay, that was interesting. Then you you get asked to do that again. It's like, oh God, this is this is bad. You're a warrior. All right. Um, hey, we're, we're talking about this on the show a little bit tonight. But what's your take on the dumbing down of America? I mean, I, I could point out the current inadequate educational foundation for our students, but my my main issue is with the TNT network suits because they cast only beautiful people in every role on their programs. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I mean, oh my. they all look like supermodels or soap opera actors. How how is that? Because I mean, have you ever seen anybody with a slight double chin or average hair on? That? on that network you know i would have to vote and it's hard because you know i'm really honest it's it's it can be pretty fun to look at beautiful people but the bigger part of me i think it'd be super enjoyable to just have shows where there's like regular people i think that'd be thank you really thank you so much I mean, I, I don't know. In fact, in fact, I'm paving the way by being a regular-looking person. Nah, I, don't know, I don't know about that. I, uh, well, I'll let that go, but I don't... You're right. You're right. I am kind of a supermodel. Yeah, well, you're, you're hot. There's no doubt about that, but um, that's, 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 <laughs> that's off the record. Um, let me ask you this. In your comedy career, was there ever a time when you were in awe of uh, watching someone work? Um, yeah, I mean, there's many times for many different reasons um one of my more recent ones in the past couple of years was uh i was at the tignataro show when she was talking about having cancer uh and lucy k was there i forgot whose night was but it was like a group show and it was uh a set that's pretty famous now like i think the transcript of it was published and everything but Mm -hmm. it was tignataro making jokes about having cancer and it was just this it just really blew my mind because you wouldn't wish that upon anybody but but her experience that she was able to because she had so many years of doing comedy and then this, this happened to her it's like give a comedian life or death stakes to deal with and it was just like really one of the most uh brilliant sets I've ever seen. It went everywhere. I know. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, well, I don't want to do your, uh, this is your life kind of thing, but I got to touch on this real quick. Uh, you were born in Detroit, Michigan and raised, I believe in Trenton. So I got to add that we're also aired on WROM radio in Detroit. They're great people. Did you, do you ever get back there for like a high school reunion or a Tigers game or something? Uh, you know, we they just got like Facebook or emailed about our opinion. I wasn't able to make it back, but I will be back there doing a one-nighter at uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, which I, which will be the first time for me. So I'm really looking forward to that. When will that be? I think that's in. I think it's September 24th. Oh, we will. Right? Oh, well, we must. Uh, we're we're going to put something up on that one before that happens. So I'll, we maybe our my people will get back to your people. Um, oh, that'd be great. So. Um, Moving one last question about your past. You, when you first moved to Los Angeles, you worked as a ticket taker at the Beverly Center Movie Theater, and this one's off the record. But did you ever like look the other way when a friend or a homeless person maybe wanted to see a movie and were a little short of funds? <laughs> you know what? That actually never happened. Believe it or not, I don't know if I didn't have any friends or if uh, if they vetted people before they got got it. That movie was up in the mall. So, uh, yeah, I've been there. If any, if anything, oh, you have, if anything, I probably, I don't even think I made any friends there. I'm trying to think back. 
It was a, it was not a good time in my life. Oh, well, did they at least give you like free popcorn or something there? I mean, that's a that's that's a tough job. Not even. I, you know what? I remembered that on stage the other night because I talked about being a waitress in the past, and I and that popped in my head that I was a. Uh, that and I remembered they told me I was not good enough to work the concession stand. Whoa. Uh, but I I did I was very tempted and may have had a couple of M and M's from an open bag of discarded M and M's that someone left behind. There you go. Because um, you know you're making minimum wage. You get hungry sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Definitely on that one. Um. So your web series Dickie on my damn channel sort of strikes a bit close to home for my co-host uh, Chick Hunter, who has just stepped out of the studio for a sec. He also lives at home with his parents. But I need to ask you: <laughs> Is uh, putting up naked pictures of yourself on Facebook really that good of an idea? Because I've hesitated recommending that he watch that particular episode because he's pretty impressionable. What's what's your real? I mean, uh, this is what's your take? Would you really think it's it's a good idea? No, I'm I'm not for all the nudity. Um, I'm probably becoming more of a clothes-on type person. Okay. As, as time goes on, I, I'm going to recommend putting actually more layers on your body. Multiple layers. All right. Multiple layers. I'll write yeah. that down. All right. Cover um, up and cover up your private at all costs. Yeah, absolutely on that one. I'm definitely with you on that one. Uh, Mary Lynn, what has been your most memorable moment as a member of the human community? Oh, the human community, yes. my most memorable moment. Yes. That's a really hard question. Does anybody ever answer that when you ask them that? Well, um, a lot of times I get speaking with me at that moment because that's probably what I would use to, to get, you know, kind of cop out of it. But uh, I don't know. Is this anything, that maybe your childhood or uh, anything in the last I mean, I days? think that speaking with you in this moment is probably the best answer because that means... I do like that, that answer. You know, I can't lie. That we're being fully... Pr- presence like you know this really all we have is this moment right here now so you just fed me the best possible answer and maybe i was like nervous because i didn't know how to answer it but being nervous just puts you you know then you're in anxiety but if, if we're really being present then it, then it should be this moment you know yeah. if it's not there's something wrong with us well, you know, even if I did feed it to you, it felt really good to hear you say it anyway. I got to say, okay, all right. Well, tell you what, I know you right? got to go. It feels good, right? It did feel good. I I cannot lie on that. Um, I know you got to go. So I'll tell you what, um, I want to thank you for checking in with me uh, before going on stage tonight at the Westside Parlor Live Comedy Club in Seattle. Mary Lynn, break a leg tonight. I mean, not literally, but you know, you know, I think that's a showbiz saying, right? So okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to break a leg. Break a leg. All right. I just want to thank you so much thank for checking you. in. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Here's your Gatorade, Spud. Did I miss anything? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Okay, right, good. Thank good. you. Thank you. That's cold, too. I'll grab, well, yeah. Grab something out of the uh, chilled section. I nice. had a look for nice. it. Nice. All right. Uh, good time call, for the, yo. Yeah, time for the musical uh, guest uh, segment on the show tonight. Please welcome... Kai Alfred Hillig. Kai, this is when I ask all the band members to identify themselves. So after you're done, you know, we're probably going to have a little extra time available to explore additional areas of interest. So this is just a heads up. So for the record, who are you? I, I'm a Tacoma, Washington singer-songwriter, and I'm also a human being. And your name again? Kai Alfred Hillig. All right, super. He's part of the community. All right. Um, so where do you stand on the issue of instant coffee? I noticed some it's an evil product. Uh, are you a hardcore traditionalist, or do you allow for groundbreaking technological advances in a modern society? 
I allow for the advances. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I, I'm down with some instant coffee. There's no Super. That. All right. He's flexible. All right. You have to um, be these days. Wh- what do you uh, find yourself doing these days to kill time at home when, when you have a little time, spare time? Uh, I, I pet the cats. Mm-hmm. I set them both on my lap, and I try to videotape them fighting. Two? Two Super. of them. I myself, I'm completing a puzzle on the Atlantic Ocean. It's really big. You know, it kind of goes from my living room to my bathroom right now. I'm almost done. Uh, but how many pieces does it have? A lot. So uh, more than eight. What? No, no, it's, uh, it's more than eight. Yeah. So Not musically, <laughs> Kai, what? Uh, you know, did anybody have like a uh, an influence on you that might surprise our listeners? Something that they, somebody that they would just say, "Hey, I, I didn't see that." Uh, yeah, I've all, since I was a kid, I've always really liked Buddy Holly quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's surprising or not. I also really like hip hop. <laughs> okay, all right, super. Um, well, what's the name of the first song you're gonna do? The name of the first song I'm gonna do is "My Young Love Was As Blind as Ray Charles and Half as Cold as Heat." Super. Let's do this. All right. Cool. Snow had fallen all over the ground. My hair was dyed blue for three days now, and I was running from home. I got as far as Lower Burnett My mom pulled up and begged me to come back But something had to go I came walking into Wilkerson Hungry and tired, Holly let me in And her parents said I could stay And I really thought that I knew myself all the way out of my health and oh how my young love would never sleep i thought that i'd be 25 famous and married i thought that if i stayed there she'd start seeing me but my young love was as blind as Ray Charles and half as cold as he. We were sleeping in the same bed. I don't know why her parents were okay with that, but nothing happened sexually. Dale gave me Corona, put Led Zeppelin on. We went upstairs and wrestled for fun. She was stronger than me We watched Gwyneth Paltrow and Ethan Hawke Something came over me an electric shock and I just came alive She said there were four guys who wanted a time I said if you count me then it's probably five and she ran to her room and cried I really thought that I knew myself The color of my heart and how it felt And oh, how my young love would never sleep I thought that I'd be 25, famous and married I thought that if I stayed there, she'd start to see in me but my young love was as blind as Rich Charles and half as cold as he. We didn't talk after that for years and years. 
Till Bobby cheated and then disappeared And then a call came out of the blue Guitar lessons were hard to afford But I stopped by some time and show her some chords Like a wish coming true We got together quick like a dog plays fetch She put my sticker on her car And I gave her bad sex And we moved in with my friends Got up quick, she broke up with her Mom said sad day And I asked her which one And life fell like a grave And I really thought that I knew myself the color of my heart and how it felt to know how my young love would never sleep. I thought that I'd be 25, famous and married. I thought that if I stayed there, she'd start to see in me. But my young love was as blind as Ray Charles and half as cold as he. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. Uh, Spud, we have a call holding. Uh, you want to take it now or keep it on hold? Who is it? Uh, what? Whatever. Yeah. Call, are you there? Yes, I am. So, uh, Spud, I've been listening to your show off and on for the last few months. Most of them folding clothes or doing some housework. Uh, nice to know we can provide a decent soundtrack uh, for your daily chores. Is, is that why you called? I don't get it. No, not really. Uh, you know, after last week's show, I was wondering if you were gay. It's no big deal, but from what I can huh? pick up about your personal life, it kind of seems like you're a lonely, aging gay man. No, that no, is messed up. Yeah, you know. You know, that's not right, because I don't think Spud's lonely at all, at least not all the time. Look, as far as I know, I'm not gay, but why do you ask? Excuse me, uh, caller? Are you sorry. there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, it just seems like men in your age bracket who have gone through life confused about this part of their human- humanity, uh, mm. they experience a real epiphany when they come to the realization of who they truly are. Well, I really want to have an epiphany, too. That, that, that feels really good, right? I was told by my therapist that I struggle experiencing the highs and lows of life. This would fall under the high end, correct? Yeah, it is. So, Spud, the only woman that you ever refer to in your life is a stalker. Well, no, I mean... See all women as predators? No. I don't want to get all Freudian here, but the symbolism and the choices you have made in your personal life speaks volumes. No, no, look, I have dated other women, too. I mean, my stalker is just, you know, she's just more available. Her schedule fits really well with mine. I'm really busy. I mean, God, I feel like I'm, like I'm dead right now in some slab in a morgue and someone's doing a, a psychological autopsy of my life. I don't really feel comfortable discussing my sexuality live on the air here. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm a straight man. I don't watch Bravo that much other than, you know, I, I try not to miss Kathy you know, Griffith's show. And, okay, I, you know, I occasionally, you know, check out... You know, Fashion Queens, It's because it's a pretty damn good show. And, and oh, I, what and is I, the question? You know, I, maybe I watch Princesses of Long Island. People may make fun of me for this, but, you know, hey, that's tough. It, it's good stuff. It's good TV. They're entertaining. What can I say? It's not like I, I'm glued to the TV for figure skating in any of the Winter Olympics. You know, I, I, I don't even tune in until it gets to, like, the finals for the gold. Yeah, but I... <laughs> 
I love Bravo. My mom and I never miss the Olympic figure skating competition every four years. Does that mean I'm leading a life of denial too? Oh, frankly, Chick, from what I've been able to pick up from listening to the show, you clearly are heterosexual. Really? No doubt in my mind. <laughs> but of course, I don't really, really know you personally. Really? Well, my mom's probably listening, so she's smiling. Boy, does she want a grandkid. Okay. I told you, adoption is way cheaper in the long run. Now, pick one out like when they're like 9 or 10, and you get to skip all that baby crap you have to buy. Yeah. And also, you don't have to sit through a bunch of boring t-ball and bumblebee soccer games, you know, where they just all get in this big cluster, nothing happens for like mm. four hours. Sports start to get interesting with kids maybe in like, I don't know, fifth or the fifth or sixth grade. Okay. You know, when they actually keep score with winners and losers. Until then, you might as well be in a coma. It's that exciting. What are you so afraid of, Spud? This is 2014. No one would care if you're gay, straight, or transgender. I'm not afraid. I told you that. I just don't want you to live out the last few years you have left by not accepting you for who you truly are. Well, how old do you think I am? I, I, anyway, we're just going to have to agree to disagree with your analysis here. But can I ask, are, are, are you gay? Is there... No, I'm straight. Right now, I'm actually going through a rather nasty divorce, if you really want to know. Oh, okay, fine. There has to be some backstory here. Was your husband Strange. gay? Was your husband gay? You know, I don't know to this day. Life was sort of a buffet for that guy. He sampled everything generously. Yeah. I got to go now, but I just thought I'd call in and speak with you directly as I was I was just curious about your personal life. I think I got my answer. I don't I don't know about that because... Yeah, well, well, did our producer get your number caller? I'm, I'm also single at this time, and I'd really like to, you know, maybe at some point... Okay, yeah. caller, next time you call, can you, like, limit your questions to stuff like how much you think the show sucks or how annoying something is? Cause the normal stuff, you know, people call in about. Most of that stuff gets screened out, but still. Uh, anyway, take care of yourself. All right, right now we need to move on to the Clip of the Week segment. Uh, <clears throat> this clip this week comes to us courtesy of another one of those Mr. Peabody's of the Republican Party. Uh, this is uh, Kentucky State Senator Brandon Smith. Now, I know there are a couple of scientifically astute members of the Grand Old Party, but dang, there's so many of those flat earth types in that party that just boggles my mind. Uh, anyway, for the record, uh, temperatures on Mars very seldom rise above zero Fahrenheit, and I guess it averages minus 81 degrees Fahrenheit. So no, Senator, there are no tropical resorts on Mars where one can escape a crappy January here on Earth. You might want to go back to middle school and relearn that chapter on the planets before you book a space flight anywhere in our solar system. So let's roll the clip, please. I don't see you as being one of the enemies. I'm one of the enemies. I'm one of the enemies. I know you've got a, a very tough job to do. A very tough job to do. But as you sit there in your chair with your data, we sit up here and ours with our data and the constituents and stuff behind us. And the constituents and stuff behind us. And the constituents and the constituents and stuff behind us. I don't want to get into debate. I don't want to get into debate. I don't want to get into debate about climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree. In academia we all agree. In academia we all agree. We all agree that the, the the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. The temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. The temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. We all agree that the the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that. Uh, nobody will dispute that. There are no coal mines on Mars. Uh, nobody will dispute that. No factories on Mars. That, uh, nobody will dispute that, that that I'm aware of. I don't want to get into the debate about climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree that the 
the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that, that, that I'm aware of. Uh, so I think what we're looking at is something much greater uh, than what we're going to do. Don't touch that mouse. Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the spud goodman radio show so spud how, how do you think we're doing right now are we dumb enough yet i mean i'm doing my best you know you, yeah you we, are you haven't given me much opportunity to jump in and bring down the level of discourse well, frankly it's been kind of frustrating i'm ready to go here well it has to be organic dumbness uh, not canned dumbness okay it's a delicate thing and it cannot be forced okay but it sure was easier in the past when our dumbness just happened when stuff just came out of our mouths without all this scrutiny well welcome to the new normal <sighs> we either adapt or perish mm. like that Nietzsche dude uh, said I don't know what do you, I think it was like what what's doesn't it gonna kill, be yo come know. on I think it's what doesn't kill us makes us like almost like a superhero and you, you always wanted to be a superhero well now's your chance wow I, if I could feel like Beast Boy, man, that would be yes, so cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, but first things first, before we get carried away here, just stay ready and be prepared to drop the appropriate degree of dumbness needed. Not too much, not too little, just the oh, right amount of dumbness. Okay, okay, should I say maybe something about immigration or taxes? <laughs> well, I, either would work in a pinch, but uh -huh. when in doubt, you can always try the go-to button to push. You know, the, the, the Earth being only 6,000 years old angle. Oh, it's pretty, yeah. pretty damn tough to get dumber than that yeah, one. Yeah, you know, I'm not that good at maths, but the Earth might be older than 6,000 years, but when the numbers get that high, I mean, what difference does it make? Well, I understand your point that when something is like really is old, smart? what's a few years, you know, more really matter, but we're talking about state-of-the-art dumbness on this one. As, you know, the people that, these, I'm serious, I, I, I'm, I'm, I could go back and quote these people, some, throw out some names, but they actually think that dinosaurs walked around in one big happy earth with like Roman soldiers and stuff. What they're, 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 you, they're, they're like maybe 4.5 um, 4 billion years off. That's kind of a scary math mistake. I don't know, but that level of dumbness will be tough to match. I mean, I could say something about the South only wanting what was best for the slaves before the Civil War by making sure they had a job for no. life, you know, <laughs> preventing them from having to worry about getting fired or laid off. No, I think that would be... Uh, Close? No. No? no a little bit? Yeah, you're kind of getting close, oh, but, yeah, yeah. but don't limit yourself and try okay. to overestimate what it will take to meet the public's taste. Remember, just think about this. Think about the E-Channel, okay? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. They make us look like NPR. That's right. Okay, well, right now, uh, check with the board. I think we have a call holding. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to do another. Is, yeah. is he? Yeah. Okay, okay. Right, Chris, right. Is, I think is, it was Chris, Chris Frangiola. Is, is he, he holding? Okay, Spud, you need to take it. Spud, we got a call. All right, let's take it. Uh, please welcome to the show comedian Chris Fanjola. Who, uh, I believe, Chris, you're going to be taking the stage in a few minutes at the East Side Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, it is. Super. Um, well, that's a lot of work, uh, but I guess no one ever said comedy was easy, right? 
<laughs> yeah, beats working now, you know. I used to be an electrician, so this is a lot better. Heck yeah. All right. Well, yeah. you're, you're a cast uh, cast member and also the head writer of of Chelsea Lately, which I guess is ending its its run this month after seven seasons. And, uh, you know, you're also a big part of After Lately, which was also on the E! Channel. So describe what it was like having Chelsea as a boss. Uh, some would guess she might be a little, maybe a bit of a fire-breathing monster who cuts you to shreds in production meetings, but would they be wrong? They would be wrong. Uh, actually, not like that at all. Really? She's, um... You know, the on-camera person is a little bit different than the off-camera person. Okay. She's actually kind of sweet and fun. I hope I'm not ruining anything, but, uh, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. You guys, so, uh, you yeah, guys, she's great. You guys worked together stand-up way back, right? Way back. Uh, I, I met Chelsea when she was, like, 19 years old doing stand-up. Wow. So it's been uh, 20-some years now. So it's been a long time. We've all met around the same time. I've got a lot of people from the show, Joe Coy, Sarah Colonna. Josh Wolf, myself, we were all performing in the same places in L.A., so. Spud, Spud, ask me if Chelsea was ever a Girl Scout when she was growing up. Please don't distract me here. If, if you want to know, email him, okay? Ask him if he'll give me his email address. Not now! Uh. Um, hey, creatively, did the suits at the E! Channel send you guys uh, notes, and, or were they just afraid to mess with Chelsea and leave you guys totally alone? How did, how'd that go? Uh, they, they, the E Channel really does leave us alone. Uh, I mean, is that, is that what you're asking? Like, yeah, did they, I just did they to... give us notes? Never, never. Huh. I always like to ask. The only thing we get a note on, the only thing we get a note on, and I could probably say this now that we only have a few weeks left, is we cannot mention Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Really? Uh, that's the only note we ever get. Don't huh. mention the tape. Yeah, that, that's been under the radar. Not very many people know about it, so that's probably a wise decision by those guys. So, um, <laughs> exactly, we don't want to yeah, isn't that deal. weird? Yeah, just don't mention the sex tape, which I guess the, re the reason she's on the E! Channel is because of that sex tape, but we can't mention it. So Right, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, ironic. Okay, tell you what, the uh, companion show to Chelsea lately that aired for three seasons after lately that you worked on was obviously, uh, you know, obviously, I guess, influenced by the late, great Larry Sanders show, but it seemed you guys maybe at times took it took that nasty edge to a higher level. Uh, did, did you ever have any celebrities kind of pussy out on you with the material you wanted to do? Uh, no, not really. We're always very surprised that people will, you know, put themselves in that light. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's always been really great playing kind of like a bitchy character on our show. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's great. I mean, they're all kind of friendly with Chelsea, so... We've had some amazing people on that show never thinking they would do. We have Jane Fonda actually talking about her Vietn Vietnamese controversy all those years ago. We never thought she would actually talk about it, and she did. So, wow. yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Larry Sanders. We totally ripped that show off, and, uh, and I love that show. So I'm happy that people kind of get the, uh, that that's what we were trying to do. Well, if you're going to rip anything off, you ripped off the best. Yeah, so. no kidding. Oh, me too. I mean, uh, yeah, not a lot of people remember that show anymore, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Does Chelsea make you feel like Lyle Wagoner to her Carol Burnett? <laughs> yes, very much so. I thought. Well, so. I wish I could be Lyle Wagner. Do you know that this guy? That guy owns like those wagons that everyone sits in now on their movie sets. That's what he does. I did not know this. All right. Yo, know, well, look it up. They're called Star Wagons with two G's, and he's the one who created them. And he's like a billionaire now from this company. It's crazy. Anyway, it's just an interesting side fact about Lyle Wagner. Check. Yeah. Write that wagon thing down. We need two some G's. Cash. Two G's. Yeah. Wagons. Yeah, Star Wagons. Star right. Wagons. He right. came up with it. But anyway, I love Lyle Wagner. I wish I could be, uh, you know, like the handsome um, uh, straight man on a on a comedy show. It's a good way to go. 
All right, super. Hey, as I said, the show's going to be ending this month after seven years. So what will Chris Frangiola be doing in the near future? You know, what's up? Uh, I go right into, uh, I do an after show for Sons of Anarchy called Anarchy Afterward with Kurt Sutter, the creator. Oh. We, the two of us sit down on FX Live uh, on September 9th. It's their final season as well. Yep. And uh, we sit and kind of uh, talk about what, what just happened on their show, which is a crazy, completely opposite of what I do here every day. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Kurt's a great guy, and we have all the people from the show. We try to have a, co- uh, you know, a comedian on, too, as well, to kind of lighten things up a little bit. Last year we had Margaret Cho and Joel McHale and some, some Moretta mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec. So it, it's, a, it's a pretty good time, a lot of fun. We'll be live this year on FX right after the show. Too many shows are rapping. That's not that's not a good thing. I hope it's not a sign. It's now. crazy. Like, like every good show, Parks and Rec is rapping. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, Sons of Anarchy. There's like 10 good, great shows that are ending this season or have ended. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about that to get through that. But, hey, uh, you're a... I know, I know. What's- you're a native of Long Island. I got to ask you this. Of course, I can't let this go. And, of course, you're a Mets fan. Um, did the performance... I am a Mets fan, yeah. Did the performance of the franchise maybe over the years prepare you for the constant rejection and the ongoing struggles of showbiz? What do you think? <laughs> maybe maybe that was it. You know, I still hang on to the fact that they're going to turn this season around. I don't know. Every season, I say, they're only six games out. They can really turn this around. And uh, time and time again, I'm let down. But uh, what can I do? That's the best thing about baseball. The team you you uh, you loved as a child, you you continue to follow your whole life, uh, regardless of how terrible they are. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been bad with the Mets, but you know, every now and again, we get a glimmer of hope. You do, you do. You've, I mean, you've had a couple good years within the misery. So, yeah, uh, more than I could say. Yeah, right. us, yeah, us up in Seattle, the Mariners. I mean, they've they they teased us, but we we obviously haven't won the big one yet. No, but, no, they're not that far out. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Whatever. But do you have any tweezers? I got a really bad hangnail. Do you, do you think I carry tweezers around with me? Well, you always carry a shoehorn with you. That's different. It's a multi-purpose tool. Now, hush up. Okay, um, Chris, as one of the preeminent experts on Earth regarding the species known as the Kardashians, what is your professional opinion yeah. on their impact on Western civilization? Greater than the Jonah, maybe Jonas Salk, Neil Armstrong, the Gabor sisters, Magda, Eva, and Jaja. What do you think? Where do they place in, in history? Well, I just learned that there was another divorce sister. That was exciting. I didn't know that was on, but that was a Magda. Um, but here's my thing. I know them actually a little bit, and they're kind of in on the joke. They get it. They know exactly what they're doing. They, uh, whatever awful things I and we say about them, they it rolls right off them. We're they get team. it. They're, uh, they're in on it kind of a little bit. I think the whole thing's a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, except for, like, Bruce. I don't know what's going on with him. I think he's the one who's just completely lost his mind. Is, is some mad scientist just using him as an experiment or what? I, I, I thought you could give us some insight on that. Well, I, I play him on the show a lot, actually. Right. And right. Uh, he, I ran into him at an e-party one time and he was very upset about it. Like, he does not take that stuff lightly. He, he, I don't think he gets that his face looks the way it does. Really? He does he's not get it? He's in complete denial over it. Wow. Did he throw a hissy fit? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. And I heard he got into it with Jimmy Fallon once, too. Jimmy Fallon made some jokes about him, and, and he went after Jimmy Fallon at some uh, comedy uh, thing somewhere. Okay, write that down, Chick. Do not, if we ever run into the dude, just be low-key. All right. Yes. Hey, uh, what's been... Yeah, the, no, 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 yeah. Don't mention it. What's been the most memorable moment uh, for you in comedy to this point, Chris? 
most memorable moment in comedy? Oh my, I probably, I like this opening for Chelsea has been amazing. We've been playing like 10,000 seaters on this, on this tour. We just finished the, uh, you know, the Uganda Be Kidding Me tour and it's just incredible. You know, it's, it's like uh, rock star stuff. So it's, uh, that's great. And I love playing the clubs, you know, like coming out to see me. My act is, uh, is much different than what you would expect from my television persona. It's pretty wild and fun, and it's like nonstop for about an hour. All right, super. Well, Chris, we just really want to thank you for taking time to check in with us before you go on. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show tonight. Well, that's what the plan is. All right, you take care. Okay, bye-bye. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. All right, once again, Kai Alfred Hillig. Claudius for Linda, who recently died Worked with us too back when she was alive And I threatened to take her out when I got paid She'd laugh and say, go find someone your own age But if you saw these two old Germans, you would know two things That friendship can be hard and that Berlin ain't what it used to be Claudia and I, we work side by side Scraping ceilings after some violent crime And she'd think she'd saw a ghost and asked if I had seen Stepping out for a smoke saying Berlin ain't what it used to be But here you are A million miles from home And the wall is falling and you've changed yourself, you know So they built some condos So they hung up some new lights I bet you after the sun goes down That the fucker really sparkles at night I watch these two old Germans down scrubbing the floors Picking up human teeth from beneath the chest of drawers And now they'd stay out all night long back when they were teens Different guy each night, but now Berlin ain't what it used to be But here you are A million miles from home And the wall is falling and you've changed yourself, you know So they built some condos So they hung up some new lights I bet you after the sun goes down That the fucker really sparkles at night Linda quit a job and moved to L.A. To live with the sun, sit by the pool all day And when she walked away, her stride was light and free And Claudia cried, Berlin ain't what it used to be This is the Spud Goodman Show This is the Spud Goodman Show
Howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. Howdy, 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 folks. Welcome, howdy, welcome, howdy, welcome, 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 howdy, welcome to the nature's wonderland. Nature's wonderland. Nature's wonderland. Nature's wonderland. Howdy, nature's wonderland. 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 Out if nature's wonderland. The desert heat sometimes gets to you, and sometimes. Aha! Look down there on your left. Beaver Valley. For the gals. Bear gals. The desert heat sometimes gets to you. You know, nature's wonderland is awful pretty. But sometimes she can be a mighty rugged place to live. Say, uh, ever hear the devil's paint pots? You know? I hear tell, a long time ago, dinosaurs roamed this area. As we head for the wilderness, a couple of suggestions. Bears are one of the most playful animals there is. Lazy, too. Look on that bank across Bear Creek there. <laughs> Never could figure that out. As we pass through old Natural Arch Bridge, these here cactus take on strange shapes. A strange cactus, a strange cactus, a strange cactus, Desert heat sometimes gets to you. Look out now! <laughs> look out! They're starting to tumble. <laughs> you know, last trip. Look out! There's one now. Real mystery of the desert. I hope you all enjoyed your trip into nature's wonderland. <laughs> well, thanks for riding along. And look out now! <laughs> well, come on back again when you're out in these here frontier parts, will you? So long. Howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. Uh. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. They are intelligent and highly trained. Spud, your niece Leah's holding to speak with you. She said you aren't answering on your cell phone. Well, yeah, I, I sort of dropped it in the sink uh, last night in my apartment doing the dishes. Good thing I was using, like, Dawn, as it seems What's to be okay. What's with you, Joe, huh? You know, I just put it in a bowl of, you know, Cheerios. It was like half a bowl of Cheerios. That's all I had left in the box to dry out. And it seems like it's coming back to life. On one, put her through. Uncle Spud? Hey, Leah, how you Hi, doing? Leah. All right. Hey, so I'm in the car right now with my dad and stepmom going to dinner somewhere in Beaverton, I think. And I've been trying to get a hold of you all day. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I have some uh, problem on my cell phone, obviously. Uh, I, I can't complain. Well, well, I probably could complain, but you no one really can. wants to hear it. Uh, are you keeping busy? How, how, how's it feel, you know, so far being a high school graduate? Oh, but about that, I wanted to thank you both for coming down to my graduation in Portland. It, yep. it meant a lot to me. Well, of course. No way I was going to miss my only Shucks. niece's big day. Uh, Uncle Spud, I was wondering if maybe I could hang out some night in the studio when you're doing the show. As you know, radio is still the career I, I want to pursue. Okay. okay. And my dad has to come up to Seattle area in a few weeks, and I'll be really quiet and make sure I won't bother anyone. It would mean a lot to me. Leah, I could use a personal assistant, so it would be great if you could come up to spend some time with us here at the huh. station. Um. Really? That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, no way my niece is going to be your personal assistant. Well. <laughs> she wants to break into the radio biz and not be a labor-ready employee. Oh. Um. Uncle Spud, I, I was listening to the show earlier. Great interview with that actress from 24 show, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 
And I heard the conversation with that lady who called in to say you might be gay. Whatever choices you make, remember, we're with you and don't feel like you can't share all aspects of your life with us. I mean, my dad said he's known it for years, so it's no big deal. Well, you know, Leah, tell your dad I, I, I don't think I'm gay. But, you know, and, and if I was, I, I'd probably know by now. Yes, what you think. Anyway, I, I, I do know, though, that most dumbass homophobes are the last one to grasp it. I mean, that I, I, I'm aware of that. I, I don't think you're a dumbass homophobe, but I'm Thank you. pretty sure you are gay not. because you subscribe to Sports Illustrated, for one thing. I do. I have since, like, fifth grade. Yeah, but you do give away the SI swimsuit issue to me every year. I, I wondered about that. I mean, I don't think you've ever even opened one up. Well, I guess, yeah, well, that's... That's, that was ever. Why did you have to share that? Anyway, can we just change the subject? Good call, so, yo. Leah, I'm, I'm okay with you coming into the studio, but let me pick a night where there's nothing inappropriate on the show. So I'm, I'll get back to your dad and we'll make it work, okay? Really? That would be awesome. Yep. yep okay, yep. Uncle Spud, I'll call you on the weekend and you can tell me what night would be best for me to come up there. All right, all right. Well, goodbye, Leah. And tell your dad I'm a big MMA fan these days and I also cut down my own Christmas tree last year. Okay, I will. Bye, guys. Bye, Leah. Bo- All right. Boy, Spud, what a swell niece you have. You're lucky. Yes, I am. All right, right now we're going to take a brief break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Here under protest is Beef Burgers. We know a little place in the American Far West where Charlie Briggs chops up the finest prairie-fed beef and tastes... This is a lot of shit. You know that. You want one more? Yes, more yes, on what beef? You, you missed the first beef, actually, completely. What do you mean, missed it? You're emphasizing prairie fed. But you can't emphasize beef. That's like he's wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, fellas, you're losing your heads. I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. Well, you do this. It's impossible. Orson, you did six last year, and by far and away the best, and I know the, the reason. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. At the moment. I spent 20 times more for you people than any other commercial I've ever made. You are such pests. Guess what? What's that chicken still doing out? Honey, look at this! Oh, Spud, Cordy and Joe's on the phone and they're saying he's crying about something. You should put him on. <laughs> he is the orchestra <laughs> for the show and everything. Are you, what, are you going soft on me now with well, him? Fine, Joe, you there? Spud, I just wanted to say this to your face, Spud. I cannot oh, tell you how hurt I am. I wasn't here. invited to come to the studio last week for our anniversary show, but that was really cold, man. That was cold. Well, it was a freaking one-year anniversary show. I didn't even want to call it an anniversary. What program does a one-year anniversary show? It wasn't my call. That one's all on the executive producer. Uh, Joe, I felt it was a little callous you were left out of last week's gala celebration. Well, I'd have had to Not stop to myself from taking to social media right now and letting loose of my feelings of rage towards you, Spud. That is messed I was, up, yo. I was really going to blaze you good. I think it's flame him, Joe. Accordion, how many of our other anniversary shows have you been on over the years? A ton of them. So don't make such a big deal about this. I mean, you're still used on cart, at least, uh, you know, with the radio show now. Yeah. It's a canned version of you. It was heard at the, tonight at the beginning of the show. Didn't you hear it? It was. So you're welcome. 
Well, I was a big, big part of the success of the show, and I feel like I'm being pushed to the sides, bud. And, and, you know, I feel like I'm an embarrassment to you or something. Well, I do mean you, you do look a little bit hideous in that jumpsuit when we go out. I can't go anywhere with you anymore. Everybody stops and points at us. Have you finally gone out and bought some normal clothes? Yeah, you know Spud doesn't like drawing attention to himself when he goes out in public. Again, I think it's the body issues not true, he has. Not true at all? I, I not true. Hey, listen, guys. I mean, I may live in Spokane now, but, you know, I could be on the Greyhound bus and, and be in the studio like in, you know, nine hours or so. No, I mean, no. You, are no, you guys no. having an after show party tonight? No. I mean, if I hopped on the bus tonight, no. I would still be going around noon tomorrow, wouldn't it? I no, mean, I know no. You, there's... Guys, you, know you, you like parties, don't you? No, there's going to be no after party tonight after the show this is not Saturday Night Live we don't have like a network party budget okay I gotta go now Joe take it easy well, now listen uh, don't go I, I, I gotta Joe, I gotta go you know, I'm, I got, it's, it's been real crappy if you not let me play the song I've been rehearsing for okay. four hours you this got morning. two seconds you're gonna like it whether you like it or not here it goes Okay, besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? You know, I feel we pretty much have done all we can to take this show down to the levels needed for mass acceptance. I mean, I, I mean, sure, we could have maybe tried to stay up with the cast, you know, um, yeah. out of maybe Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders or CMT's, you know, party down south or, Those guys. I don't know, even that, that Redneck Island show. The, the truth is, we have a ceiling, and we're basically doing all we're capable of. I'm, said I'm glad you said that, because I always feel like you're going to blame me if we can't figure out the right level of dumbness for our listeners. As my co-host, it is ultimately your responsibility. I know. Try and name one co-host in the history of TV or radio that was smart. Uh, Joey It's Bick written no. in the job duties of that position. Hank I mean, Kings who no. wants a co-host that's smarter than them? What host in the world would ever hire someone like that? No, that would be dumb. All I can say is I do my best every week. If I fall short, then I'm sorry. Maybe you're right. I am a waste of human flesh. Well, not all the time. Don't, don't be that hard on yourself. No? I mean, yes, it would be nice if you could accurately capture the zeitgeist of the public. You know, those that are yearning for a radio show that can speak to them directly. We could be that radio show we if could. you could just step up here and give, you know, give the people what they want. Yeah, I, I have to I mean, no one like my teachers in high school and especially my dad has ever accused me of being too smart for my own good. I'll have to sit down after the show and reflect on this. Yes, you will. Don't reflect too much though. Yeah. This can only, probably will bring on a migraine. Let's just end this show right now and, and right. rethink what we're doing before next week's show. There's no reason why we cannot make the necessary changes that will make this show a massive monster hit. A whole lot of horrible shows have pulled this off, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, um, there was. Well, there's uh, no need to poke anyone with a stick more sure, than we already have tonight, I, all right? Okay. okay. Before we say goodbye, is there anything you want to say to our audience? If it, and if it's a yes, don't make it sound too intelligent, okay? Um, I think that sticks should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How about that? It's well done. Very well done. I'm learning. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Not easy being dumb. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. And associate producer is Aaron Shanfrau. Live music production and broadcast 
broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Welcome, everybody. It's nice to have you here this evening. I'm Ivy Quinn. I'd like to say hi to my panel, who's here always awesomely to chime in and be panelistic. Dave. Hi. On one. Hi. An intern called Trent. Hello. And the always refreshing Chick Hunter. I'm still here. Hey, I don't know if it's our chemistry or what, mm-hmm. but I think we're totally dumb enough for America. I don't know how anybody could think we're not. I mean, I I, I don't like talking a lot of smack or, or, you know, talking myself up, but I mean, I think we hit America in its stupid sweet spot. Super. We're like the whole Congress of dumb. Yeah, I, I'm pretty proud. So That's I say us. we keep it right about where we're doing until, you know, like we have to dumb it down even more. America should be embracing us right now. I mean, we're pretty dumb. <laughs> Can't Super. help that. Um, I'd like to thank Kai Alfred Hillig for sticking around tonight. We're going to talk to him and hear from him later. But to start off our music for the post-show report tonight, we have for you Riachi with I've Got a Crush on You and then Monkey Swallows the Universe with a tune about a horse in the UK that won the 1989 Grand National Steeplechase Race. It was a major upset, as those Steeplechase fans now listening are well aware of, and uh, his name and the title of their song is Little Pulver. Cue the music. From across the room, do you like what you see? I got a crush on you, babe, I got a crush on you. Funky, oh, baby, you're so fucking funky. Oh. Girl, I know you got a crush on me. 
that because I'm talking to you super but we have Kai Alfred Hillig here to talk to us and play for us welcome welcome to myself and you as well thank you for sticking <laughs> around we appreciate it do you have a bubble room um, I don't I thought all Alfred's had bubble rooms I I've actually my mother once bought me a cup from there and, and isn't that quaint yeah super it's <laughs> yeah. charming to be a part of history that room kind of weirds me out actually with all those mirrors it's it kind of makes me feel vertigo or something. I think it gives the bubbles better um, 
dimension. Okay, you know? fair like, enough. Livens it up. Yeah. Can I ask you, Kai Alfred Hillig? Yeah. Are you distinguishing yourself from all the other Kai Hilligs, or is it just because Alfred is such a cool name? Well, two things. Yes, my dad's name is Kai Hillig. Okay. So there's a way of differentiating. And okay. So I'm not technically a junior. He doesn't have a middle name. Okay. Um, and the other reason is because I figure if you have, like we always kind of hide our middle names, and that's my name. Mine's under my mattress, but yes. <laughs> Super. Um, yes, it, it adds a definite air of gravitas. So well that's done. That's what I'm going for. Well yeah. done. Um, I hear tell that you have free downloads at Bandcamp on your Kai Alfred Hillig associated Bandcamp page for people. This is true. That's very generous and cool. Well, I, it's it's I have a big heart, you know. You might want to get that looked at. Sometimes it's dangerous. Super. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Um, what? And what is what now? is the new album? The new album is called The Buddhist, and I just put it out today, actually. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> is it a specific Buddhist or? No, I'm in a way. I'm kind of actually making fun of uh, certain kinds of people that I've known um, mm -hmm. that called themselves Buddhists. Okay, so maybe they were really. trendy, like following, like some of the people that got into Kabbalah and were getting Kabbalah stuff tattooed, even though you wouldn't do that if you truly followed the faith. Exactly, things like this. But I'm, but I'm not kind of, I'm not trying to be mean about it. It's more of kind of like, isn't that a very human thing? You and you're I mean? enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. It's amusing. Yeah, exactly. Super. Very cool. Well, do you have a song for us? I do. And uh, this song is called Riverside Park, Devil Mask and Wings. Okay, cool. <laughs> Lived in my first apartment home when I was 17. I lived there with Sarah Lou. She never slept with me. In the next apartment over lived Jeffrey, who never bathed. And Sarah kissed him in the woods while I was at work. And she told me later on that day. And I almost fell over the couch. It wasn't so much that I loved her. But that she had fun and left me out And I stormed out like a crazy man And I punched the window of his VW bug But the only thing that broke was my hand I busted into Jeffrey's place he was in the dark, sitting on the couch I screamed out, could you man? But he got up and just ran out Said I said to go to the ER To get someone to look at my hand But I told her not to tell me what to do And had my mom drive me there instead There were two guys at the ER, just like me. Both of them had broken hands and girls they didn't need. 
They gave me a cast and sent me home To an empty apartment house And a future suddenly unknown I drank to go to sleep I smoked to stay away I had two friends move in with me And we carried on much that way Miners wanted alcohol I wore a devil mask and wings I ate stale ramen from the pan And made sure they were scared of me Started dating Barbara from work She smiled a lot and listened to my band And pretty soon it didn't hurt Sarah's friends would drop by just because And they'd say they heard that I was dating a model and I would tell him that I was This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report That was amazingly <laughs> beautiful and so real Thank you You have a an exquisite gift for storytelling yeah, I, I was going to say that's what like just following it along like yeah, the storytelling. Good, good call, Ivy. <laughs> I, don't, I hope that wasn't too smart, though. Um, we could dumb it down. Okay. That it had good. a good beat, and it was easy to dance to. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. Songs sound good. Thank you very much for sticking around. Yeah, thank and, you for having um, me. I'd like to remind people that they can download your brand spanking new album, The Buddhist, at Bandcamp. Just search Kai Alfred Hillig, and you will be able to get that. And... Uh, Thanks for providing that for everybody. That's pretty cool. Of course. And now, I believe Chick might have a clip for us. Well, I think I've got a clip, but apparently... Here is your new and improved clipmeister, Chick Hunter. Well, I thank you, Mr. Dave, but I went around to the store for Spud, and apparently this all happened while I was gone, but I tried to catch a quick, quick little listen to it, and I heard that, that uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, Chloe O'Brien on 24, one of my favorites of all time, um, it makes comments about nudity, and I thought, okay, if it's Mary that, Lynn and nudity, I, I want to hear about it. caught your fancy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely on that one. Um, so your web series, Dickie, on my damn channel, sort of strikes a bit close to home for my co-host, uh, Chick Hunter, who has just stepped out of the studio for a sec. He also lives at home with his parents, but I need to ask you... <laughs> Is uh, putting up naked pictures of yourself on Facebook really that good of an idea? Because I've hesitated recommending that he watch that particular episode because he's pretty impressionable. What's what's your real? I mean, uh, this is what's your take? Would you really think it's it's a good idea? No, I'm I'm not for all the nudity. Um, I'm probably becoming more of a clothes on type person. Okay. As, as time goes on, I, I'm going to recommend putting actually more layers on your body. Multiple layers. All right. Multiple layers. I'll write yeah. that down. All right. Cover um, up and cover up your private at all costs. Yeah, absolutely on that one. I'm definitely with you on that one. Uh, so what has been your most... So did that work out the way you expected? Well, kind of, except does she mean cover up your privates all the time? 
Uh, I think most of the time is, is, is prudent is what she's suggesting. What, like, what about in the bathtub? I think that's a personal choice. Oh, really? If you don't want to look at that, you shouldn't look at that. Well, there's bubbles all over, so I don't have to worry about seeing Just anything. Just avert your want. eyes. But you know I'm all about the science, mm-hmm. right? So what I'd like to do yeah. is do an experiment. We're going to have the whole team put up nude pictures on Facebook, except uh, for me, because you have to have a control. So Chick uh, and Trent, the intern, and On One and Dave should all post nude pictures of themselves tonight on Facebook. I Does really it have to not. be a picture taken in this century? Um, No, I guess if you have some handy stuff from back in your hey day... Then uh, go for it. I'm Facebook friends with my pastor. That's not a good idea. I I don't I don't take any pictures when I'm smoking either, and I, that's all I have pictures of. And well, in in Trent, you can just block that post from your pastor seeing it. So nice try. Yeah, Mr. Tech Savvy Intern Young Guy. And then we'll check the results later. Not super. And see what's going on with that and how that works out. Um, we're gonna go scary. Back to the music. Good. First up from the Bronx in New York City, as opposed to the other Bronxes, we have the bilingual and socially involved hip-hop group Rebel Diaz and their anthem, Which Side Are You On? And then we have rockabilly great Orville Nash with Boogie Woogie Country Girl. I gotta draw a line, I can't take it no more If you ain't down with revolution, what you waiting for? Making money for suckers and our communities poor Ripping flags off of coffins, man, this ain't our war Colonizing, terrorized by the world's biggest killers The U.S. government, the biggest weapon and drug dealers Filling prisons with children, incarcerating the future MySpace and Facebook, got us stuck on computers Stuck on stupid bumping music that's abusive to the shorties And the nonsense that you're spitting, they just listen and absorbing I've been dormant, I've been working, I'm a Giant, I'm ready, I'm with the Apple in Oaxaca and we hold the machete I rock hard like Palestinian children holding slingshots I'm with every single kid that's down for hip-hop For the culture, the life, what it really stands for This music is resistance, it's the voice of the poor I'm on the side of the workers, the teachers and lunch ladies On the streets with brown mommies raising our brown babies I'm with youth organizers cleaning up the Bronx River I'm like I miss Galante when I stand and deliver I'm with Evo Morales, man, he run in Bolivia I'm with Hugo and Fidel, Grandmaster and Melly Mel I'm with the Panthers up in Queens, Justice for Sean Bell I'm with Camacho Negron, I'm with Ojeda Rios Freedom for Oscar Lopez, time to get in the pill I'm with Abu Jamal, I'm with Asada Shakur I'm with the compas in the mall, can he get in a penny more?
Lil Saurico, we gon' fight for your moms So we gon' shout her out twice in one song I'm for 12 million workers and Elvira Adiyama Full world without borders and a better tomorrow I do. This is the, the clip that we ran earlier that will just kind of blow your mind because now I'm pretty sure this guy's a Republican, Kentucky State Senator Republican, Brandon Smith. And once again, they're talking about bizarre scientific stuff. Well, I think they're talking about stuff, but I don't know if I'd say it's actually science. Uh, it's that's true. More like fiction, right? 
I don't see you as being one of the enemies. I'm one of the enemies. I'm one of the enemies. I know you've got a, a very tough job to do. A very tough job to do. Do, 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 do. But as you sit there in your chair with your data, we sit up here and ours with our data and the constituents and stuff behind us. And the constituents and stuff behind us. And the constituents and the constituents and stuff behind us. I don't want to get into the debate. I don't want to get into the debate. I don't want to get into the debate about climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree. In academia we all agree. In academia we all agree. We all agree that the, the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. The temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. The temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. We all agree that the, the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that. Uh, nobody will dispute that. There are no coal mines on Mars. Uh, nobody will dispute that. No factories on Mars. That, uh, nobody will dispute that, that that I'm aware of. I don't want to get into the debate about the climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree that the, the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that that, that I'm aware of. Uh, so I think what we're looking at is something much greater uh, than what we're going to do. Okay, we're back. Um, sometimes people just like to make stuff up. And by stuff, I mean another word that I'm not supposed to say anymore. Yeah, well, well, something just blew my mind. Now, now, if we're destroying our planet with like the global, global warming, climate change thing, what if we did all the stuff bad down here up on Mars would that warm the planet up to where it would be normal and we could live there? Are you suggesting we outsource our pollution? We could. We could just put all our cars on Mars. Brilliant. Well, yeah. you know, actually, though, the temperature here is close to the temperature at, on Mars if you accept a 100-degree rounding error. Well, maybe in a- Antarctica occasionally? Yes. Under yeah, the yeah. Core? Summer yeah. at the equator yes. on Mars is a lot like winter in milwaukee yeah, yeah i think i think it's like usually zero yeah, and seven, fahrenheit yeah, on mars yeah. and tends to go to like negative 81 was what spud said earlier yeah uh, not to mention do you guys remember a movie and and someone's face blowing up it was arnold schwarzenegger because it's not just the temperature that might jack you up yeah uh, it's a it's, different atmosphere it's like I being at that, about yeah. eighty thousand feet so uh, you know some people are snobby and only want to breathe oxygen you know or an oxygen with teeny but a helium and Hoity, other mixes. People. I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of snooty, so I'm yeah. not going to breathe those other gases on Mars either. Well, that's why we I send super. all the cars up there. We put a maybe we could grow a plant up there and help make some oxygen for you. I don't know that it works that way. You make Mars Again, a giant glow, grow room. I would watch some back back issues or back episodes of Mr. Wizard. And he might be able to straighten you out. Okay. We really need to get Neil deGrasse Tyson as a guest on the show. I would be Super? a happy person if What that about happened. Tudor the Turtle? I don't know who that is. Oh. Hell, Mr. Wizard. Drassel, 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 drone. That's one. Time Mr. For this Wizard one. didn't have a sidekick? Yeah, he, Oh, the live pet turtle. I was... Okay. okay. My bad. Yeah. I apologize. Oh, I think well. he experimented on that guy, though. I must have. It'd be frowned on these days. So I guess that wraps that up. So we're going to a station break. We are. Cool. The Spud Goodman post-show report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment.
again. Here's your host, Ivy Quinn. And we're back again from our station break, and we're going to go play a little bit of music for you. Good. We have a band from the Motor City, our second home courtesy of the wonderful folks at WROM in Detroit. Here is Proto Martyr with Ypsilanti, and then we have Patty Paladin with The Singer, Not the Song.
Post Show Report. Ms. Quinn, Ms. Quinn. Yes, sir. We have a call holding. I mean, it's not a real call it's just spud's cousin samuel he's talked out because he kept trying to call in the first hour but spud gave the order to not put him on the air i Uh, think it's something personal between them goes back a long time when they're i don't have any issues with him and i certainly don't want to add to the man's misery just put him on uh samuel are you there I most certainly am, hey. Ivy. It's nice to speak with a professional radio personality. Aww. One who is aware of the common courtesy necessary to be a responsible member of the podcasting community. <laughs> I'm, I'm courteous too, Samuel. Don't blame me if Spud won't take your calls anymore. It is highly unfair that Spud continues to hold a grudge over a simple misunderstanding. Would you both be willing to serve as mediators in this situation? Um. With your help, I think the wounds can be healed. May I ask what the issue (laughs) is that has caused such a rift between you two? Um, I don't usually like to get involved in family squabbles, but I am a little curious. Well, he really went ballistic when I posted a few photos of him on Instagram a couple of weeks ago without his baseball cap on. Uh, You know how he is with that receding hairline of his. He is obsessed with hiding it. I guess he thinks most people have no clue. Uh, You know, Samuel, I told him no one cares anymore if he's going bald, but he won't listen to me either. Actually, it goes back to high school when people started making air jokes about him, and it really caused some emotional damage. Oh, do dish. I think he will take this burden to the grave with him. As a woman, nothing is more sad to see than a guy hiding from the truth about his hair. I guess a hat is better than a rug, but it's almost a push for me. He didn't Not use super. Yeah, he didn't used to be so focused on it. He seems to be getting way worse he's taking it a step further than little steven or the edge these days insecurities can be paralyzing Uh, again i can only speak as a woman but there are a lot more important physical attributes to us than a full head of hair in a man i I can assure you of this well will both of you speak to spud and tell him it will never happen again this grievous mistake on my part is, has prevented me from coming on the show to deliver my weather forecast. So right now, I am one very frustrated meteorologist. My Doppler radar sits idle, and that is a real shame. Samuel, I promise I will speak with Spud and get this fixed. Very soon, you will be back on the air here doing your thing. Oh, well, that so would be so wonderful. Oh, and could you ask him to not interrupt me when I'm delivering my forecast, too? It's very disrupting Mm, to the rhythm of my performance. I I don't see that ever happening. But good luck to you, Samuel. We we really need to get back to the music, though, now. Um, Right now, we have the purse with the promises we made and the residuals, pretty girl.
Gentlemen, first show report. In our efforts to continue to provide you with excellent Spud Goodman show post show reporting, I believe Chick is going to bring us another clip. We All do. Right, super. We do. This time it's one of the two head writers from the Chelsea Lately show, Chris mm, Frangiola. Okay. And. And this is a valid thing because, you know, we always have to deal with our executive producer, Ms. Lori Manson. And you know, I, not, I love her, but um, he asked him about, like, does the E! channel give them any uh, any notes? Like, tell them what they can and cannot do. Like dictates? Yes. Okay. We were all performing in the same places in L.A. So. Super. Um, hey, creatively, did the suits at the E! channel send you guys uh, notes? and or, or were they just afraid to mess with Chelsea and leave you guys totally alone? How did How'd that go? Uh, they, the, the E channel really does leave us alone. Uh, I mean, is that, is that what you're asking? Like, yeah, did they, did wondered. they give us notes? Never, never. Huh. I always like to ask. The only thing questions. we get a note on, the only thing we get a note on, and I could probably say this now that we only have a few weeks left is we cannot mention Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Really? Uh, that's the only note we ever get. Don't huh. mention the tape. Yeah, that, that's been under the radar. Not very many people know about it, so that's probably a wise decision by those guys. So, um, <laughs> exactly, we don't want to make yeah. It isn't that either. weird? Yeah, just don't mention the sex tape, which I guess I, the, re, the reason she's on the E-Channel is because of that sex tape, but we can't mention it. So Right, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, ironic. Okay, tell you what, the uh, companion show to Chelsea lately... I guess they're protecting their brand. Yeah, uh, that's their main brand, I suppose so. But, but you know, the sex tape, like he said, that's what got them on there to begin with. Well, and don't you think more sex tape mentions would get more watches and more interest? I would think so, too. And Probably but, more lawsuits. But it was kind of cool. He also said in the interview something about, like, we only have two more weeks to go, so what the heck? I'll say it anyway. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Hey, when we get two weeks, when we're on two weeks, can we, like, say anything we want on one? I'll allow it. Cool. I, I like how you've become the judicial person right now. You, you're allowing things to be entered in, and you were saying there would be lawsuits. What exactly would they be suing about? Would it be what? Confirmation of character. Yep. Yeah. Super. Is that a religious right? I I I think that's I only took the, a couple of law classes. In I college think it's or. in the Declaration of the Constitution or whatever. Yeah, it's an amendment. I That's think. the on one we know and love. Yeah, he's back. Thank goodness. Super. I thought he was having a psychotic break. Yeah, but it's cool to talk to Chris Fangiola. Yeah, that's really cool. And we will. Two weeks. When we have two weeks out, oh, we will plan. It's oh. a blowout. Stick Super. around, people. Okay, now we're going to serve up some more music for your listening pleasure. First, we have a band that performed this song live on the Spud Goodman Show, Sweet Kiss Mama, and the title cut of their newest album, A Reckoning is Coming. And then we have Burning Flag and their lively tune, Babysitter.
some time with us i know you'll regret it in the morning but we appreciate it right now so and it's still early yeah you know it's not irredeemable completely nah you can cleanse you'll recover um don't forget to check out kai alfred hillig's free download the buddhist from Bandcamp. and uh thanks to dave and on one and an intern called trent yay and chick we've got a surprise for trent tonight we do yeah we do yeah are, are we gonna give him that beat down we've been talking about or is this something else i got i got a roll of nickels in a sock can i have a head start you're supposed to do oranges in the sock because then you don't leave bruises oh huh the more you know you thought i, I, I never knew that okay well what's the surprise dave he may be in the credits if he if if he doesn't you know Wow. Screw himself over in the last couple minutes. Here. You don't even put me in the credits. So I am not going to rat you out for all the stuff I saw you doing tonight. I'm going to do you a kindness and not specifically name all the bad things he was totally doing the whole show. Can I just say you're all beautiful people? What were you no, looking at? you may not. Okay. And thank you, everybody. All right, super. As we say goodbye, mm-hmm. we will leave you with one last song. It's by Dash Rip Rock. Here is Locked inside a liquor store. Lane.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our intern is Trent Botello, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. <laughs>